Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast, where the best in the business bring you the best in fitness, nutrition, wellness, and overall, making you the best athlete of all time. We're host Coach P and his fellow coaches, Kayla, Destiny, Jen, and Ian, take you on a path to greatness. Let's get on with our guest and let's have a great time. Let's roll. Evolved Athlete Podcast. Everyone, we've got the awesome pleasure of having someone very special. I met her first when I was on the Master Coaches calls for NLCA. Uh, she always has the best questions, but she also has one of the best stories. And we're going to listen to her today about her personal story of triumph with health and fitness and leading the way with her own business, as well as overcoming Hashimoto's. Please welcome Miss Jaden Allen to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. Thank you for being here, Jaden. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, and I'm jealous that you're over there in Phoenix right now with the Gilbert area. But, you know, might not be so jealous when you tell me what temperature you're dealing with. Yeah, it's climbing. It's like 105 today, soon to be like 110, 112. Oh, my God. But I, I miss those 5 a.m., 530 sunrises to where you can get steps in at any time of the day. Oh, they're the best. And you may have convinced me I may just have to get one of those walking treadmills now to help me get my steps turned. You have to submit. You have to, especially when you live out here and like walking in the afternoon, evening, not an option unless you want to drop it. Do you, do, do, do you switch rooms? Do you switch rooms? Do you take it to your living room and put it on when you're watching TV? So we actually put a TV in our office so that I can watch Netflix, get my steps in at the same top. We're multitasking family over here. Oh my God. How do you not fall off the thing? Like I'm so... Like afraid that because of I'm tall, so I'm almost six feet tall. Like, how, how do I not fall off that thing? Have you gotten close? It's really hard to like, it took me a while to get used to typing and working while walking up at the same time because I would get really nauseous. But you just have to fight through it, allow your body to adapt, you'll overcome eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jaden, why don't we start off? Please tell us all about yourself. We want to hear your story of how you got involved in the health and fitness. Be sure to tell us the name of your company as well so our audience knows who you are. Yes. Hello. Okay. So I own a fitness and nutrition co coaching company called Magriticians Nutrition. And I started my company with my boyfriend. So we own it together. We started it about two years ago, right as I was graduating college. So we started it in my senior year of college. And I've kind of been coaching since then. Um, so it's been two years now. I was coaching as a side hustle, honestly, while I started my first like full-time corporate job, which was an absolute nightmare. I worked in logistics as a logistics analyst. Oh, Most stressful time of my whole life, which is when I got diagnosed with Hachimata's, which we'll get into that here soon. And then I was able to quit my full-time job and in Hallelujah. And I've been full-time <laughs> coaching ever since. And getting out of that crazy, stressful logistics job is when I started my hormone healing journey, started my healing journey with my Hashimoto's. And that's where I've seen the most improvements in my symptoms overall. But I just aligned my life more with the fact that I have a chronic illness and kind of creating my daily routine around my healing journey. So you know, now we'll dive into that and so, figure it out. I love that. I love that, Jaden. I feel like so many people go through a time. How old are you, Jaden? Uh, I just turned 24 in April. 
Oh my God, you're such a little baby. <laughs> I, know. I, I find in that period of time in your early 20s is really where you have an idea of what you think life's going to be like first and you get your career out of school and then you're like, this is absolute hell. I do not want to do this shit. <laughs> and then it's a big giant growth period. Like that was me when I first came to Arizona. I was 25 years old and, you know, I, I started to figure things out. And I was like, I think I started off wanting this, but now I know my true direction and where my skills and passions lie. So it's, that's awesome that you were able to figure out what was best for you. And now look at the amount of success you're having and helping so many people. Thank you. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, kind of like, we, it's kind of weird about how different my life is now, just like owning a health and nutrition coaching company versus like being a logistics analyst and being in this very like, I don't know, corporate-ish world. But I studied two degrees. So I, I have a bachelor's in supply chain management and then I have a bachelor's in food science. And so I kind of like was always had a background in health and fitness and had my entire passion for weightlifting and fitness all throughout college. That's kind of where that took me. But um, I guess I can kind of tell my story a little bit about like how, you know, how I figured out my diagnosis, how I got into health and fitness to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. So just just for our audience and what Hashimoto's is, is a chronic lymphocytic thyroiditis, all right, is how I think that's pronounced well. All right, I do not have a specialization in Hashimoto's. I've had friends who have dealt with the disease and chronic disease, but the biggest thing we have to focus on, this is an autoimmune disorder that affects approximately 5% of the population. Can you tell us basically what happens, Jaden, when you have Hashimoto's? Yes. So most people think that Hashimoto's is a thyroid condition and it is not. It is an autoimmune condition that affects the thyroid. So really important there. So Hashimoto's, an autoimmune disease where your body is basically sending your fighter cells, your attacker cells, which normally attack, you know, think about sickness, pathogens, viruses, but it attacks your thyroid gland instead. So your thyroid gland is a little butterfly-shaped gland in the base of your neck. And it controls so many different things in your body that people don't know. Not only controls your metabolism, but it controls your body temperature, has an effect on your sex hormones, has an effect on anxiety and depression and your mood, um, your, your ability to ovulate as a female. So, so many different things that's controlled by the thyroid. So when you are having attacker cells, attacking it and basically suppressing your thyroid therefore suppressing your metabolism it's basically eating eating up your thyroid so you're you people actually lose tissue and like they can have like honeycombing which is like your thyroid starting to get these holes in it kind of like when you look at the node and you see these craters the craters will be formed in your thyroid and you basically lose your body's ability to to basically uh, like activate your metabolism hormones. That's what happens with Hashimoto's. And common symptoms that people might feel, most women, um, hair loss, extreme, extreme fatigue, even after sleeping nine hours a night. Brain fog is one of the biggest ones. So kind of that feeling when you have a word on the tip of your tongue and you can't remember what it is, that happens to me quite often, um, as well as... Um, 
body reactions is a really common one. Anxiety and depression are really common symptoms. Unexplained weight gain, even when you are in a dieting phase and you know that you're in a calorie deficit and suddenly the scale is going up and you're like, what is going on? I'm 100% adherent to my protocols. Why is the scale going up? Um, and Hashimoto's in itself will cause hypothyroidism. So your, your thyroid being low or suppressed. That's where people see common weight gain. But you can also be hyperthyroid and basically have an, an overactive thyroid and you can have heart palpitations and a hard time controlling your body temperature. Um, you can even pass out. So with Hashimoto's, you can bounce back and forth between hypo and hyper, but most commonly your hypothyroid. Um, 90% of people that are hypothyroid actually have Hashimoto's, but they're not diagnosed with it because doctors don't full, don't run full thyroid panels. Very, very interesting. And I've actually known people to have either or. I've known people to have Hashimoto's with hyper. She's insane. <laughs> she's, she's, she's one of my students. She's literally bouncing off the walls at all times. And then uh, one of my best friends of all time has the opposite. And he actually had associated testosterone related issues with the two and had to do not only therapy for the Hashimoto's, but also testosterone replacement therapy. Um, so it's very interesting to see how it affects the genders differently. Yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, so like how you kind of find out that you have Hashimoto's to begin with is you have a high level of what's called TPO antibodies. So most people, if they think that they're hypothyroid or hyperthyroid, will go to the doctor. They'll only run, you know, their TSH, which will determine if you're hypo or hyper. But what they often don't run is the TPO antibodies, which if you do have a presence of TPO antibodies, you actually have the autoimmune disease, not just thyroid disease. Right. So tell us your story, Jaden. How is it that you came across figuring out that you had this diagnosis and that you've been dealing with it for some time? Did, in hindsight, do you feel like it, you had it all along? Did it develop over time? What was your overall experience? So let us know. Yeah. So I kind of do a lot of backtracking, just really thinking about my experiences through high school and through college, just trying to pinpoint at what point did I have activated Hashimoto's. So like with Hashimoto's, you have to have a genetic component for it. But at some point in your life, there's always a trigger for what sets it off. So you have to really work to identify what was that trigger for me. Um, so for some people, it can be a really traumatic event, like a car accident or a severe illness or a virus that you got. A lot of people that got COVID is what triggered their Hashimoto um, or Epstein-Barr virus, mold exposure, heavy metal exposure at some point in your life, um, extreme grief or loss and having that extreme period of stress, even starting a new job or having a crazy stressful lifestyle for an extended period of time can trigger your Hashimoto. So for me, like my entire life, I have always been a very type A OCD person. Most people with Hashimoto's actually are very similar. They're perfectionists. They're like type one and type three enneagrams. Like they're the people that are very hard on themselves. And that has been me through my whole life. Like all throughout high school, all throughout college, I was like, we're putting out GPA or bus. Like, and it was just very like toxic to myself to my health, to my stress levels for no reason. 
Um, and so when I went into college, that was probably when I experienced like the most stressful times of my life, because not only did I move away from home and that was really stressful for my body and for my mind in itself, but I was also a double major, went to summer school full time, was doing 21 to 24 credits every semester. I also worked full time all throughout college. I worked 40 hours a week. Like, who does that, you know? Are you insane? <laughs> I'm like, girl, no wonder you have autoimmune disease. What the hell are you doing? So, like, if, if I knew back then what was going on with me, I would have changed my life. But, of course, you know, you never know until it's too late, whoever does. So, during that time, though, all throughout college, I fell in love with weightlifting. Um, I... Hired my first nutrition coach, went through my own journey with a reverse diet and then cutting and then reverse dieting again. So not only did I have so much stress from school and from working, but I also had a trainer that put me into extreme calorie deficits when I didn't know any better that were really, really traumatic for my hormones. So for example, like I did a reverse diet and after I did a reverse diet, I only held up maintenance calories for one week and then it was time to cut. And I'm talking my cutting phases, even with my maintenance calories being at about 2,300, my cutting phases would have me at 900 calories for as long as, for as long as I could last emotionally. They called it a crash and burn. So as long as I could hold out, (laughs) I started as long as I could hold out, then it would be time to reverse back up. Then we would quickly reverse back up right when I was at maintenance calories, hold there for one week, then cut again. So I had no healing period. I had no maintenance periods. It was always reverse and cut, reverse and cut. I also had like a really toxic relationship with my body in the sense where I strived to be my smallest, like my smallest self even though I didn't know the repercussions of that. And so, you know, at one point I'm five, eight, at one point I was 119 pounds. Sure. I would look, I, yeah, sure. You know, like I looked shredded, but lost my period for a while, had significant, like terrible psoriasis and eczema all across my back. But I had no idea that like those were red flags, that there was something deeper that was wrong. And, you know, I hadn't learned yet about health, nutrition, hormone health, holistic well-being, didn't know about any of this stuff. But when I started having psoriasis with my freshman year of college, and I just thought it was like, it's just a rash, you know, I don't know what it was. So I think that that is when I started to develop Hashimoto's and have it triggered is because of that insane amount of stress but also my extreme low calorie deficits that were literally suppressing my thyroid functioning and throwing my hormones off. Probably had really high cortisol at the time. Uh, yeah, just a lot of overall just tox- toxicity. Um, I also was one of those initial macro trackers that was very, if it fits my macros. So my whole diet was artificial sweeteners, zero calorie zero calorie, like substitutes for everything, lived off of protein bars and protein powder, lived off of like anything that I could fit in my macros that was just so bad for your body. Um, yeah, it was just, I think back today, oh, wow. uh, you're just giving me frenzy. nightmares telling yeah. me about these tactics that 
quote unquote coaches used to use for individuals. And it makes, it just breaks my heart because now we know so well, so well that it's so detrimental to your body. And I guarantee it not to knock some professional bodybuilding coaches out there. I know quite a few of them, um, but some of them do do these crazy ass types of metabolic approaches that just destroys women in particular. And I've had a great deal of friends who have been competitors who have come to me and told me, I need help because I'm hurt and I don't know how to help. I don't know how to get out of this. Yeah. And I had a personal friend who literally, it took two years to finally recover her from being so low after doing crazy ass crash and burn style diet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were able to survive that whole process. So what was the next phase in your journey when it came to your realization? Like I, I've seen your story all over, you know, social media and everything that you shared. So what was the next step? So what? Uh, uh, speed forward, fast forward to about my senior year of high school. This is really the year where I dove deep into hormone health. A lot of my like specialty with my coaching, because of course I do focus on a macros reverse dieting, but with a hormone health component, with a holistic health component, and not just if it fits your macros, is because of the amount of like personal research and studying that I did mentorship, of course, getting certified, but then also my food science degree, diving deep into human health and like food science and stuff. So what I started learning more about that um, at this point, I'm still with my coach. I'm still with my trainer, but I'm starting to notice the red flags. And what happened was I had just finished a reverse diet. And in my reverse diet, I had, this was like my fifth reverse diet. So just like way too much back and forth going on with reversing, cutting, reversing, cutting. No true healing base. So at this point, I'm at like my fifth reverse diet. The scale did climb from about 119 to about 130 pounds, which because my body image was so terrible at the time, you know, I'm 5'8", I'm 130 pounds, which is like still really small. I was freaking out. I was like, what's happening? I'm getting away. So then my trainer starts my, my next cutting phase. We go into a calorie deficit. I go from like 1500 calories down to 900 calories. And all of a sudden it's still again, right? Again, the, the scale starts climbing. So I go from like 130 pounds. I'm in like, God, what is that? I'm in like a 50% calorie deficit. And the scale climbs up to like 140. So I'm in a calorie deficit. I'm gaining weight. And of course, most trainers would be like, if you gain weight, you're not in a calorie deficit. And it's just like, no, that's not true. If you're in a calorie deficit and you're gaining weight, girl, something is wrong. So I knew. I was like, I, I like just started doing my, a lot of my own research. And I was like, I'm just going to get all my hormones tested because I never had so I went to a lab core. I don't, I did have never had health insurance or anything. So I went to a lab corp and I basically just ordered my own labs. Um, I, I su suspected that something was wrong with my thyroid. So I ordered a full thyroid panel and made sure to include TPO antibodies and TGB antibodies because I saw, you know, most doctors miss that and make sure that you get that. So I ordered a panel and it came back and I like basically like thankfully just knew what to look for myself and most people don't, which is unfortunate. So I was lucky at least that I was able to read them myself. So my TSH was 4.2, which as we know, is hypothyroid. 
and my TPO antibodies were high at about 370. So of course, on the lab work, it shows you're normal. And I'm like, <laughs> not normal, you know? So obviously I was hypothyroid and I had Hashimoto's. And this was, um, this was actually just a year and a half ago. So this was while I was working my first full-time job that was really, really stressful. And I mean, my, my work environment was really toxic. Like I was literally coming home from work crying every single day. I would wake up with an anxiety attack and like I would wake up with heart palpitations and overall just really freaking stressful and bad. My hair was falling out in clumps in the shower. Like I had legit bald spots around the framing of my face. So when I got these test results back and I saw that I had TPO antibody, it all just started to make sense of like, oh my God, this is how my lifestyle has affected me. And it's probably been caused because of all the tremendous stress that not only I put myself through with just being so type A and perfectionist type person, but also because I had put my body through the extremes, extremes. And, you know, there would be at times where I literally was nearly staging for no reason. I wasn't a competitor. I just had a really terrible body image and wanted to be my spouse. Um, so that's pretty much how I found out. And when I found out that I had Hashimoto's, it was like, I just did everything possible that I could think of. I made that switch to quit my, to quit my full-time job and go full-time with my nutrition, with my nutrition coaching company. And I, you know, started sleeping seven, eight hours a night, made all the nutrition changes that I needed to. And that's when I just dove deep into autoimmune disease research. And basically just started my feeling journey from there. <laughs> I, I love that, Jaden. And I'm so glad that you were able to make that change for you that had such a significant impact on your life. You know, John and I legit just had a conversation an hour ago talking about how the best switch that happened for him and his own journey was leaving behind corporate America and being able to yes. really prioritize his health and wellness journey. And that's when he was able to get the rest that he needed and be able to figure out the things that he needed for his health. So I'm glad that you were able to do that exact same thing for a lot of those individuals. And I know that there are going to be people out there that resonate with you with their own particular issues with autoimmune disorders and things like Hashimoto's. What are some of the approaches that you've taken with fitness, nutrition, and overall health or stress management when it comes to living with Hashimoto's? How have you turned it around? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's start with the fitness component. The last thing that anyone with a hormonal imbalance or an autoimmune condition should be doing is high intensity, very cortisol inducing workout. So I went from working out five days a week. I cut that down to four. So I work out, I lift four days a week, really intentional about workout programming, heavy lifting, you know, some longer rest times, um, really like really went down on the cardio. So I used to be a freaking cardio bunny. Now I do no cardio. I just focus on steps and walking and really trying to keep your movement in a spot where it's not going to be extremely stressful to the body. Sure. You want to lift heavy. You want to utilize progressive overload for building lean muscle mass. That's going to help you with Hashimoto's and hormonal imbalances in general, but we don't want to be doing freaking CrossFit, doing F45, doing burn body boot camps, like doing orange theory four days a week. Like it's, you, you want to reduce your stress. None of those things are going to help you do that. Um, and then with the like recovery, literally like getting so intentional about rest days 
and sleeping eight to nine hours a night versus, you know, like seven hours of sleep, probably not enough, you know, want to really lean more to eight to nine hours a night. That's when I saw a huge difference too. Um, then with the nutrition component, with autoimmune disease, specifically with Hashimoto's, you should 1000% be gluten-free. Gluten does have, it, it kind of produces biomimicry with your thyroid gland. So whatever you have Hashimoto's and you eat gluten, not only is your attacker cells being sent to attack that gluten, it is mistakenly then going also to the thyroid. So in order to avoid that attack on the thyroid, you want to be gluten-free 1000%, especially if you live in the U.S because our gluten is not the same as like European country gluten um, because of the processing. So 1,000% gluten-free, that's the first thing that I did, like no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, it sucks, whatever, grow up. Like we're adults, you got to know what's best for you. Uh, <laughs> same thing with like dairy and soy. Dairy and soy are also very common triggers for Hashimoto's, so eliminating those helps. And then taking on an ingredient-conscious lifestyle. So, you know, really limit it, uh, limiting or in my opinion, eliminate, if you're about that life, eliminating the artificial sweeteners, the artificial dyes and artificial flavors, um, as well as like all the additives of preservatives and gums and guars and things like that. And really taking on a whole food based diet, ingredient conscious. Um, when I think about like how I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and how I made all of those changes with nutrition, it was honestly one of the best things that could have ever happened to me because it was just such a big catalyst and like my education around food and holistic health um which then leading into that third pillar with holistic health stress management um you know daily deep breathing meditation i started doing ice baths and cold plunges to how to teach my body how to embrace and manage stress better and how to learn deep breathing and how to activate that parasympathetic nervous system response that was a huge, huge like improvement in my ability to manage stress because I had such high reactivity before just having high levels of anxiety. Um, and then also products I use in the home, like getting into the nitty gritty with eliminating toxins in the home, especially fragrance. So ladies, like your shampoo, conditioner, skincare products, um, your perfume. Oh my God. Your candles from Bath Body Works. Like it's a note for me. Um, <laughs> No more ultra yeah. trips. <laughs> yeah, right. And and I kind of like laugh about it, but like I've become so like like they say like crunchy or granola, but like you know, <laughs> it's, it's so true because it it has helped so much with just managing a chronic illness. And I will say too, making all of these changes within three months naturally brought my TSH back down. So yes, I still have TPO antibodies, but I live symptom free. And I am not on medication at all, like levothyroxine or synthroid, because making all these changes helped basically cause my Hashimoto's not to further develop. Um, another thing, though, too, is with anyone with Hashimoto's, you also want to make sure that you focus on your gut health um, because a lot of that conversion of your thyroid hormones happens in your liver and in your gut. So I kind of go deep on supporting your liver with like liver detoxes and like I love castor oil packs um gut hall oh yeah I love I'm yeah I'm so granola with that but also um GI map testing also helped me a lot because when I did GI map testing I found out that I had 
E. coli, H. pylori, um, gut imbalances. Yeah. And so all of those things are triggers for Hashimoto's. So if you have gut imbalances or you have parasites or you have bad pathogens, your body is not going to be able to support your conversion of thyroid hormones into what you need. So you also have to heal those deeper root issues versus just slapping medication on top of it and calling it good because you're always then going to have Hashimoto's. Even if your TSH is in rage, you'll always have Hashimoto's unless you heal those root issues. Yeah, unless you heal those root issues. And doctors will tell people or your endocrinologist, you know, across the street will tell you, if you have Hashimoto's, you'll have it for the rest of your life. And it's not true. People achieve remission all the time. The remission, meaning that you no longer have those TPO antibodies, but you can only achieve remission when you figure out and identify and heal your root issues like pathogens, parasites, heavy metals, extreme chronic stress. Like I had literally all those. So I've had to heal multiple deeper root issues, even nutrient deficiency can cause that. So that's been a journey for sure. And I'm still uh, healing my gut. <laughs> <laughs> that takes time, I've been told. Um, I really appreciate you really setting the landscape for how to approach Hashimoto's and how to probably approach autoimmune disorders in general. With in general most yeah. of what, and if you think about everything that you do, Jaden, is what most individuals who want a healthy lifestyle need to do anyway. Exactly. I don't think anyone in the normal population should be doing high intensity interval training and CrossFit 800 times, 800 times a week. And now, if you have good CrossFit coaches, and I have been blessed to know some, especially locally to hear if in case they're listening to me, um, <laughs> that they actually do do a good job of dividing up the intensity. But a lot of people that I know, especially people on my roster, they go too hard and they don't understand that more is not better. Um, so I really, really appreciate everything that you've just scoped out for us. What I'd like you to end with now is how do you define now living your style of life? How do you keep yourself in check? What are the habits that you do? How do you regulate your mindset? How do you manage that stress? What are some of the things that you do to absolutely lead the way, especially for those that you're leading within your company to be their absolute best selves? Yeah. So one thing that I really had to do was one, just extreme acceptance of the fact that I had a chronic disease that required me to put myself first. So I really had to have that support system, especially with my partner in terms of like, I can't do the extreme things that I've been doing and be okay. So he has been really awesome at helping me create boundaries for myself, especially with quitting my full-time job and, you know, getting to bed on time and making sure that we're not doing all of the crazy things that are going to throw my stress out or, you know, throw my stress levels through the roof. So setting boundaries, um, even with my work. So basically now I have a really routine schedule. Um, you know, I take my mornings a bit slower. I have cut off times at night where like 7 p.m. phones go off, the blue light goes off. I'm no longer responding to clients. Like I'm allowing myself to de-stress and just really focusing on filling my own cup. Because when I notice that I'm overworking myself or I notice that I'm going too hard, too fast, or I get really like, into a project that I'm doing and I'm spending too much time working, I have a flare up. So 
So it's really important to manage my stress, focus on my routine, and just creating an overall lifestyle of extreme nurturing for your body. Otherwise, if anyone out there, you're listening to this and you have Hashimoto's, you know what a flare-up feels like and you know that you're basically dead inside and that's not productive for anyone, especially your, <laughs> especially your clients, the people around you, for yourself. It's really hard to get out of. So um, that's you know basically what my life revolves around now is just like nurturing my body and giving it what it needs versus what I want for it, even if that means being a little bit less. Wow. I, I really, really like that. And especially when it comes to handling that stress, for sure. Do you have any particular mantras or quotes that absolutely drive you each and every day that you could share with us that if you had to sum up what success means in one statement, what would it be, Jade? How do you live your life? Do you have a favorite one? Do you have a whole book full? I, I wish I did it. I would have come prepared with one, but <laughs> I, I, not a mantra, but more of like a mindset that unless you giving your body like extreme, I call it this holistic nurturing, your mind, your body, your soul, your ability to manage stress. And then those tangible things that you can change every single day, how you, how you carry out your fitness, your nutrition, your stress management, and like in your mindset, how you like nourish your soul. And if you're doing what truly aligns with you and you are setting yourself up for a life that again you you feel in alignment with you feel like that is your truth that that is kind of what you're meant to do what you're supposed to be doing that's going to help you be in such a less chronically stressed state because you're doing something that's in alignment to you and you're also allowing yourself to nurture yourself in a holistic way so it might be a lot of hard work to try to get to that point. I know it was for me. I worked my ass off to get to this daily life that I now live. And I probably made a lot of mistakes along the way. <laughs> but I'm here now and that's what matters. And just being able to take full control of everything you do. Because as humans, like we do have full control. You might think that there's a lot of things that you're just stressed out about right now or that you're quote unquote failing to do right now, like failing to carry out your protocols. But just remember, like, you're an adult, you have full control over everything that you do. Every single decision you make is going to lead to a different path. So now choose wisely. I absolutely love that, Jade, and especially finding what it is that truly aligns with you, I think is really, really great for a lot of people. And the reason why so many of us deal with such chronic stress Jaden, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart with sharing your story and sharing your journey and how valuable this is going to be for others. If people want to learn more about Jaden Allen and the company that you have created, where can they find more information about you? Yes, you can find me on the gram. That's where I live. Um, my, my Instagram is at Jaden underscore Allen. My name is spelled J A. D-Y-N underscore Allen, A-L-L-E-N. My content is really around hormonal, holistic living, as well as macros, reverse dieting, but also coping with weight gain, a lot of self-love and uh, love around body image around there and just aligning your life with a holistic lifestyle. 
Thank you, Jaden. Thank you so much. All of our audience, please be sure to drop a line. Please go check out Jaden. She's amazing. She does wonderful things. And she's really an awesome pioneer in this industry with helping people have success. Jaden, thank you so much for being on our podcast. For everything else involved, please make sure that you guys listen to the outro. Be sure to drop a five-star review for us, especially for this episode, because we know Jaden's going to want to share this with our audience as well. Help us grow so we can continue making you the best versions of yourself to become the evolved athlete. I've been Coach B, and I'll see you in the next one. We're out of here. Say bye, Jaden. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> if you like today's episode, please be sure to drop a like, share it with all your friends, and give us a great review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to work with the best in the business, please be sure to head over to all of our social media web pages at Evolve Health and Performance. Us at Evolve are trying to make you the best athlete of all time and realize your full potential. Stay tuned for all future episodes where we bring you the best guests and features for everything health, fitness, and wellness. For everything Evolve, stay tuned. Coach P's out.